Wolf and Luke. We can create a whole world in the mind of the listener simply by using sound effects. Ron Wolfley. <laughs> Luke Lipinski. Huh. Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Hour number two of the show, live from the Auction Community Studios. It is Wolf and Luke, and yes, it is a, uh, a big football Monday with the Cardinals game coming up tonight at State Farm Stadium. But honestly, Wolf, the story of the weekend, because the Cardinals haven't played in two weeks, is uh, the Phoenix Suns, who, okay, if you look at the last week now, you had that bad loss to Dallas. And that the Dallas losses hit differently because it feels like something's going on there when they play yeah. Dallas. Then you have the bad loss to Boston. Not that you, you can't lose to Boston, but you, you shouldn't be down by 45 in a game. Then you had the two games against New Orleans this weekend. You had the Friday game, which was a, an 11-point loss, but it wasn't all that close. And then you had yesterday's game without Devin Booker. And I realized that New Orleans didn't have Brandon Ingram or, or Herb Jones either. But I'm just saying from the Suns' perspective, without Devin Booker, I liked the fight from the Suns yesterday. I'm not as worried about this team as a lot of people on social media seem to be, but I am worried about them in the context of can you beat New Orleans in a seven-game series because it doesn't look like it right now. Yeah, yeah, I just don't know if that is a question right now that you should be asking, I guess. Um, It's hard to answer it when you can't ask it. But to me, there's so much basketball that has to be played, so much more development for this team, and they're not a finished product right now. They're looking for a new culture if you ask me this is this is a team that does not have the culture of last year it does not where where is the defense well that we saw all last year where is it and where is this this year where is the ability where's the ability to take over the fourth quarter the way that we saw all last year um where's the toughness and the physicality Where has it gone in these last four games in particular? And I don't want to make it sound like it's just these four, but it's obvious when you see it. The defense in particular, I love the fact that, man, um, Sunday, yesterday, of course, when they came out, I was interested to see how they came out in that first quarter and how they played because of what happened at the end of Friday night. Yeah. Yeah, well, Zion's dunk. Zion's dunk, and then his reasoning of well, they took us out in the playoffs last year, which I guess is true. Like it's not, yeah. Fault, but but he wasn't playing last yes. year. But I mean, I guess that's that's fine. That's fine. So that's, I thought, you know what? Okay, we're going to see it right now. Okay, I guess we're playing for keeps. And they came out in that first quarter. They actually scored thirty six points, I believe, in the first quarter, and gave up twenty nine, which wasn't very encouraging. Because I thought once again, okay, we're going to see him lock it down. This is going to be go time right from the very start. They came out in the third quarter and gave up forty one points yeah. to the Pelicans. I see through all of this, these these four games in particular. For me, the question is, where's your culture, man? Where to go? Where did it go? Because it seems to be MIA right now. I am uh, fascinated by the matchup specifically with New Orleans. And it's, it's strange, Wolf, because they play the Pelicans again on Saturday. Okay? Footprint Center. Post, and they'll play them again. That's it. You're yeah. done with the Pelicans. Right. And in these matchups so far, we haven't seen the Suns at full strength against New Orleans at full strength. And the reason I care so much about New Orleans is because I'm still viewing this team, and I, I 
they are still viewing themselves that way, and they should, as a team whose championship window is open. But I think realistically, to get there, you're going to have to go through New Orleans or Golden State to get there. And we're not going to know, even even regardless of what happens on Saturday, how they specifically stack up against New Orleans. We're just not. I know they beat them in the playoffs last year, but New Orleans didn't have Zion. Now, who knows? Maybe New Orleans won't be healthy if they meet in the playoffs. Maybe the Suns won't. But the only reason I'm bringing that up is because if you're James Jones and you're being patient about making a move, isn't part of it to see exactly what you feel like you need? And New Orleans, Golden State, Boston would be the teams, I guess Milwaukee too, would be the teams I'm looking at and saying, if we're going to win a title, probably going to have to go through two of those teams. So... You're not going to have a clear picture with New Orleans. You're not going to see them again after December 17th until the playoffs. That's weird. Yeah. No, that is weird. Um, Yet at the same time, maybe it's going to be a good thing for the Phoenix Suns. Maybe it will be. Um, I just can't get over the fact for the first 23 games of the season, the Suns gave up 107.9 points per game through the first 23. Over the last four, they're giving up 125 points a game. It just seems so disparate, so different. And I asked John Bloom this very thing. Hey, do they miss Jay Crowder? Do they miss Jay Crowder? The the physicality, of course, of Jay Crowder. The toughness of Jay Crowder. The the defense that Jay Crowder would play, of course. And, and the culture, all of it. How much do they actually miss Jay Crowder? And he said, yeah. you know what? I think they do. And we certainly miss him in these games against New Orleans and Boston. Just everything you just said right there. Remember how how frustrated he made the Pelicans last year in that playoff series? I mean, they were making shirts about Jay Crowder in New Orleans last year. Uh, Whatever went down behind the scenes where the Suns and Jay Crowder have decided, no, no matter what, we can't ever play together. The Suns are like, we're just going to drop out of the top three spots in the Western Conference rather than have Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder's like, I'd rather just sit out my my year I need to play to get a better contract than play with the Suns. Whoever made that decision or if it's mutual or whatever, I mean, I would assume at some point we're going to know why. Because now you've got a team that has dropped to fourth in the Western Conference, and it's all bunched up, right? You go on a winning streak, you get back up there probably to to two. Maybe you catch New Orleans. But the reality is you're two and a half back of first. You're also two and a half out of 11th. Mm -hmm. The Western Conference is bunched up. So it's a four-game losing streak out of 82, and some people freak out, and some people are like, big deal. Well, if you have another one, you might drop out of the top 10 in the West. So you can't be stringing these losses together over the course of a full season. You just it's you have no luxury in the Western Conference where you can just play around. Yeah, you know, and again, um, I, I don't want to overreact in a four-game sample size. I really don't. Um, but it seems hard not to do it when you see it, when you see what happened with the Mavericks and you see what happened with the Celtics. They were down, as you said, 45 points. Think about that. It's one thing to lose a game to the Boston Celtics. Are you kidding me? The best team in the association right now. Everybody's it's another thing. Them. It's another thing to lose by four or not to be down by 45 points. They didn't lose by 45, but they were down by 45. And then mop-up time came around. It just, it's, it's hard to see this team play when they were so consistent 
last year and how they did it. Not just what they did, but how they did it. Well, I said this to Bloom earlier. It's it's a very weird concept. I get it. But if they had just lost four games to four eh, whatever teams, you know, maybe maybe Sacramento who's decent and maybe Orlando and Atlanta or whatever, like you would just say, okay, they're injured. They're, they're taking it a little bit slow. Maybe they had a little bit of lull. But because they lost to the teams they lost to, doesn't it make you think like, wait a minute, these are the exact teams. James Jones had that quote a week ago where he's like, these there are some meaningful games in the regular season. You have to have those to get ready for the playoffs. And they just lost all four of them. Yeah. There will be more, but <laughs> something's going to have to change here, too. Join Bud Light this Sunday for a Red Sea Road Rally as the Cardinals take on the Broncos. Enjoy great prizes, ticket giveaways, and food specials all game long at Philly Sports Bar and Grill off Warner Road in the I-10. So head to the contest page on ArizonaSports.com for more information. When we come back, Cardinals-Patriots tonight. Who's actually going to play in this game for the Cardinals? We'll get into that. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Monday and Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Monday night football tonight. Boy, they keep showing that Debo Samuel injury, too. We didn't get to that in the rapid uh, reaction, Wolf. That that could be a game changer for San Francisco, depending how long he's out. But, um, yeah. Yeah, you know, anytime you're on your third-string quarterback, that always is going to be the mitigator going forward. But Debo Samuel, yeah, that's bad. The uh, Speaking of injuries, the ones that the Cardinals are going to be dealing with tonight, it, you know, it's a little bit different with the Monday night game. So they had an injury report on Saturday, which I guess answered some questions and brought up a new one, too. Rashad Coward, Rondale Moore, Byron Murphy, all out. Uh, Coward has the chest injury. Rondale Moore has the groin injury. Byron Murphy, the back injury. I, I will just say this. Rondale Moore and Byron Murphy are two of the players I most want to see playing in these final five games. I mean, you and I have had this discussion. The biggest thing is, can you get Kyler Murray right? And they've got some tough defenses in there, but can you get Kyler Murray heading back in the right direction, heading into this offseason instead of just kind of plateauing or whatever this this is? But then, to me, it's like, can you get Rondale Moore on the field? Can Because he's still developing. Byron Murphy, as great as the start was to the season for him, Wolf, he hasn't played since November 6th. Yeah, oh. Um, I know it's it's a level of concern, I'm sure, for the Arizona Cardinals in regard to Rondell Moore in particular. Rondell Moore, um, we all know that in college he had a hard time actually staying healthy. We know that since he's shown up here, he's had a hard time staying healthy. And I worry about Rondell Moore in regard to that only from the standpoint that um, he he's so talented. He's got all the talent you could possibly want in the world to play wide receiver in the National Football League, yet at the same time um, he's got a, a hard time, or has had a hard time, staying on the field. And because of that, that's something that is a little disconcerting going forward. You, you, I've seen guys like this over and over and over again, who came into the league, had all the talent in the world. They just 
weren't available on a regular basis. Yeah, and you're right. That was that was the main concern when you drafted him, and it doesn't mean that that, that won't turn around for him, but this will be the eighth game he has missed out of 30 in his career already at the NFL level, and that's a big part of the concern. The other big part of the concern, Wolf, is like, this guy, I want him. If you're going to get anything out of these last five games, it is Rondale Moore building more in-game yeah. chemistry with Kyler Murray. Don't tell me it's, oh, they'll work out together in the offseason. Like, cool. I'd like to see what they can do together against the Patriots defense. That's the only sort of stuff that's going to carry over to next year because Rondale Moore is still getting better. Yes, and he's one of the guys. He is. He's one of the guys that I was talking about. Um, you want to get Kyler Murray right. You want to get him feeling comfortable once again. You want to get him in an offense that feels like it's evolving, an offense that feels like, hey, there's something here. There's something here over the last five games of the season. Rondell Moore would have helped tremendously. Yeah. He, he's got to be a part of it. And it's not, you know, I do think there's value to that, too. That's not just a, well, we'll feel better about the team going into the offseason. Like, okay, it's not that. It's that the offense will be better if Kyler, the offense will be better next year if Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins and Hollywood Brown and Rondale Moore can all be out there together and have chemistry collectively. Like, I get that Kyler and DeAndre Hopkins have chemistry, mm-hmm. but I'm talking about all three of those guys out there together, which has never happened, with Kyler Murray, something maybe you actually can bring into next season. The other guy who showed up on the injury report on Saturday for the first time all week with an illness, Wolf, is Zach Allen, who didn't practice on Saturday and is now questionable for tonight. Yeah, boy, you know what, honestly, the tip of the spear, J.J. Watt, of course, first, and Zach Allen, I would say 1A. When you talk about the front seven for the Arizona Cardinals and these penetrators, guys that can actually make plays, Zach Allen, we've seen him be be very, very good against the run. And J.J. Watt, we all know what J.J. Watt can do. And now all of a sudden, Zach Allen is a question mark with the illness. Um, Something is running through the locker room, apparently, because D-Hop had the same thing early, right? But you want to see this, especially when you're playing the Patriots and Ramondre Stevenson. And the fact that I think the Patriots are going to line up and say, okay, I guess we're playing for keeps. They're going to hand the ball off. They're going to run the ball in a north-south way. That's what they're going to do. And they're going to give the ball to Ramondre and let Stevenson wreak havoc. And Zach Allen, and missing Zach Allen, that sucks buttermilk. Yeah, if the Patriots do what everybody thinks they're going to do and come out tonight, and, and maybe it'll be the first play, maybe the first drive, they'll toss it around just to kind of mix things up. But overall, if it's just a heavy dose of Ramondre Stevenson and it works, I mean, that is the definition of what you talk about so often where you don't always have to trick your opponent. Sometimes you just say, hey, here's what's coming. The offense knows it. The defense knows it. But can you stop it? Right. And Zach Allen... Yeah, he's a huge part of being able to stop any running back. Zach Allen, J.J. Water are, are the main guys you got to have there. J.J. Watt's been playing really well over the last month, yep. but it would be nice to have Zach Allen out there. And Zach Allen, too, has been playing incredible. He's had a great season. He has been one of the few bright spots yep. this season of, okay, where are the Cardinals better now than they were in August? You know what I mean? Zach Allen is... 
he's probably at the top of that list, honestly. He's so much not of the it, only too, player. man. I, I, I want to give Zach Allen all the credit, but so much of it, I think it's J.J. Watt seriously yeah. helping him out. And the fact that J.J. Watt is, is passing along all of this information that he's gleaned over his years of playing in the NFL. And not only that, too, but mentoring a guy like Zach Allen. You can see it. He's grown tremendously in the two years that J.J. Watt has been here. And I think Zach would be the first one to tell you that. Yeah, and and feel free, Zach, to, to soak up any and all insight you can get from J.J. Watt because who knows how long J.J. Watt's going to be here, right? <laughs> so Zach Allen may very well be the leader on that uh, defensive front sooner than, than you expect. Here's the thing right now. If J.J. Watt finishes the season the way the season basically has gone for J.J. Watt, um... Somebody's going to give him a pile too. Not 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 huge money, but somebody's going to give him a bag. <laughs> I think. Will it be the Arizona Cardinals who give him a bag? Yeah. We'll have to see. Uh, other guys on that injury report. Those are the the biggest names you mentioned. DeAndre Hopkins. He was out Thursday with an illness, but he practiced full Friday and Saturday. So if you were worried at all about D Hop, he's going to be out there. Greg Dortch practiced in full. Tristan Hill in full as well. Uh, Charles Washington and Jonathan Ledbetter both questionable. And again, just to be clear, Zach Allen's not out tonight. He's just he's questionable for this game. On the Patriots side of things, you brought this up earlier, Wolf. Jacoby Myers not practicing all week. He's already been ruled out. That that is. That changes the dynamic of what the Patriots can do offensively. It doesn't impact Ramondre Stevenson. I mean, they can just keep handing him the ball. I guess it impacts your ability, if you're New England, to stretch out the Cardinals' defense a little bit, though, and maybe make life easier for Stevenson. Yeah, you know, of course, so much of what they do is off of play action. And um, even though they don't get under center as much as I thought we'd see Matt Jones under center, um, I I still think they're going to throw the ball, obviously, uh, using a ton of play action. Um, Hunter Henry is a guy that I think will be targeted an awful lot. And Devontae Parker is a guy that will be targeted. Um, Kendrick Bourne, Nelson Aguilar, these are guys that have been in the league. These are guys that are quality NFL receivers. They're still going to throw it, but man, once again, this is going to be a bloodbath. I truly believe that. They're going to attack that front seven and force Vance Joseph and the Arizona Cardinals to prove that they can stop the run and create third and obvious pass situations. And the reality is with the Patriots, we've seen them do this for years and years. and We've seen them win Super Bowls this way. They can get a receiver to come in and make a few plays for one game if they have to get by for a game without Jacoby Myers. Not that it doesn't hurt them to not have Jacoby Myers, but Belichick will find a way. Some guy we've never heard of will have 73 yards tonight, and then we won't hear about him again for another four weeks. Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. All right, we come back. The Patriots do have a weakness that the Cardinals seem pretty well built to exploit. Will they actually do it, though? That's next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Big Red Monday and Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Welcome back 
to the show. Cardinals, Patriots, Monday Night Football at State Farm Stadium this evening. Always an experience going to a Monday Night Football game. Well, it just, it, it like, it throws, if, if it's not something you've done before or you haven't done it very often, like, it will alter your entire week because it's going to take up your whole night. But it's also Monday Night Football. It still has that, like, that extra juice because it's Monday night. You know, I, I wonder if it does with the players nowadays. I know, I wonder if it still carries that juice because I know that back when I was a player, oh my goodness, man, it still had all of that goodness. Monday night football. Here you go, man. I would think it I mean, was big. Dude's got up for it. What's really the difference now? Just that there are Thursday night games? I, I mean, it's still Monday it night. There's so many games that are prime time. There's so many games, of course, that um, are nationally televised as well. That's different. Yes, that that's different. what's different. Uh, so many games where back in 1985 when I first came into the league, man, Monday night football. That was you the showcase. Monday night football, man. This was the bomb. The one thing I would say though that is the same is does I, anyone say that by the way this is the bomb anymore nobody says there's that probably one guy driving Have around kids. like yeah, absolutely hey, Wolf, you're the bomb yeah right thanks mal appreciate not. it uh, <laughs> not gotcha yeah okay uh, speaking of <laughs> using phrases that no longer exist well, that was the whole point yes <laughs> i was trying to to reach your level uh no i still think though there's there's something to it wolf of i don't feel like a lot of players in the league, like current players, are tuning in on Thursday night. You know what I mean? And they're obviously not tuning in for a Sunday night game, typically, because they're finishing up their game and leaving the locker room and the, the stadium. It still feels like if, if your peers are going to watch, that's going to be Monday night football. Now, everybody that you talk to that, that covers the Patriots, fans of the Patriots, tells you that they have a hard time stopping a running quarterback. And if you want some numbers, I mean, these are extreme guys, but they did face Lamar earlier this season. He had uh, 100 seven yards on the ground and a touchdown. Justin Fields had 82 yards on the ground and a touchdown. Kyler Murray is not those guys in the sense that he's never going to run the ball. What did Justin Fields ran it 14 times. By the way, Justin Fields, yeah. as fun as he is to watch, right. he runs it too much. And that's that's just the Bears saying this is our entire offense. You can say that with certitude. Yeah, because he's, he's not going to make it through. He's He's one of the most entertaining players in the league yeah. to watch right now, yep. but I'm not a Bears fan, you know what I mean? Uh, the Cardinals should not ever need to run Kyler that much, but I do wonder, is this a game where you turn him loose? If, the, if that really is the area the Patriots struggle with defensively, you have a guy that can burn them. He's capable of doing yeah, it. Yeah, no, you're right. He is capable of doing it. Um, that's what a lot of the New England Patriots fans say for the most part. And yeah, statistically, the Patriots' defense has been hurt. Um, I, I know this much right now. Kyler Murray, and if you're going to say we got to run Kyler Murray to be successful, you know how I feel about this. It just, yeah, from time to time, I got no problem with that. You want three called runs? Okay, four maybe? Get a little kooky? Yeah, I got no problem with that. But more than anything else, I want him to extend plays. Extend plays with his legs. Buy some time with his legs. That's what I want to see him do. He's very, very good at doing that. Tonight, what I want to see is a balanced offense. I want to see a balanced offense against the Patriots because if you get one-dimensional against this pass rush, good night. 
Yeah, you're, that, that's you're in trouble. Not even open to debate. You're 100. If if we get to the point in the second half of this game where it's like, okay, everybody knows Kyler's going to be in shotgun and he's going to stay in the pocket and he's going to throw a fade to somebody because he has to, then the Patriots have already won the game. That's that's not going to work against this defense. Yeah, you want to see the quick game, but you don't want to see the quick game become one dimensional either. You don't want to just get it out, just get it out, just get it out. Just you don't want to see that either. I want to see the quick game. I want to see the Cardinals get the ball out quickly, but I also want to see some play action and some shots down the field, forced shots down the field. Man, it's called a hit list. So many coaches, offensive coaches at least, would call it a hit list. These are the shots we're going to call, and we're going to throw it, man. I don't care what it is. Take some shots down the field. Just to let the other guy know, just to let the defensive coordinator know, just to let the defense know. You don't think we're going to throw the ball down the field? Oh, we're going to throw it down. Watch this. So you better be on your toes because now all of a sudden, if you're willing to throw it down the field, whether you complete the pass or not, the effect remains, doesn't it? It's there. Those safeties are going to get a little bit deeper. Those corners are going to take a step back if they're playing man off. It's going to happen because they already know that, no, this is part of the game plan. They're going to take some shots, pre-planned, pre-called shots down the field. Well, you've got, you've got, a, I mean, you've got Hollywood Brown, <laughs> the guy that the first few years you of his career D, in the NFL. D-Hop. You've got D-Hop, too. Yes, 100%. But I'm saying if, if there's this hesitation of like, well, we don't really have a down-the-field guy. Wasn't that the knock on Hollywood Brown in Baltimore was that he was only a down-the-field guy and the Lamar maybe couldn't necessarily, like they were fine, but they yes. were. He can get down the field. You have a down-the-field threat, and to your point, you have DeAndre Hopkins. We've still only seen one game with these two guys together. A hundred percent. Yes, Wolf, I at least want to see some chunk plays tonight. Win or lose this game, you would like to see some shots down the field. Just do that. Yes, so get the ball out quickly. I want to see the quick game in all of its glory, and yet I want to see some pre-planned shots that you take down the field to D-Hop, to Hollywood Brown. I want to see... these shots down the field, but I want to see balance as well. Here's uh, Bill Belichick talking about going up against Kyler Murray. All right. Well, uh, as always, it comes down to discipline defense, and there's no one man that can stop um, Jackson or Josh Allen or Murray, whoever those type players are. It's, they, they can do a lot of different things. Um, so it's good team defense and uh, playing with good good awareness, good leverage, um, good discipline, and, and obviously good tackling. Once you get a chance to, uh, once you get a chance to get them. And this is Mike Reese uh, from ESPN, who was on with us on Friday. Quarterbacks who can run very much like Kyler um, have given them problems, and so you know the, the interesting part about it is when you look at their best performances. I mean, two of them against Zach Wilson, one of them against Sam Ellinger of the Colts. And those guys aren't starting right now. Justin Fields, remember that Monday night game, mm-hmm. October twenty fourth? If you were all watching out there, Justin Fields ran wild on them. So definitely, Ron, like to answer that one, mm-hmm. it's the quarter backs who can run that have given them the most problems. So I would assume, I keep looking at this game, Wolf, trying to figure out what does Bill Belichick think when he looks at the Cardinals is the main thing that he's just going to take away. Okay, I'm going to take this away from that. I assume 
they're probably still saying the one thing we don't want is Kyler Murray to run on us. So maybe the fact that, that if if they're gonna if they're gonna, as Bill just said, use multiple players because you can't just do it with one player. Yeah. Maybe that's already working in your favor. But it works in your favor if you then run with James Conner or you throw down the field to Hollywood Brown or whoever. What's so interesting about this is the New England Patriots. They love to rush four and drop seven. Rush four and drop seven. And man, they, they'll they drop anybody, including Matthew Judon. They will drop him off. Uche, drop him off. They'll drop these guys off. It's not a guarantee. You just don't know which four are coming. I, I'm wondering if that's going to change a little bit tonight. It kind of has to, I wonder it? if it's more like five that they're going to bring because of the pocket. When you rush four, there's some seams that yeah. can open up right now. Now, again, I'm sure they'll have a spy on Kyler Murray. But I'll you, take my chances I, I with wonder, Kyler versus a spy. I know. One. I wonder how they're going to do it, how this will manifest itself. If they are worried about Kyler Murray pulling the ball down and running, which makes perfect sense to me, how are they going to do it? Well, first of all, you're going to play a ton of zone, aren't you? You're not going to just play man cover. You play a ton of man cover, now all of a sudden you're looking at the receiver and not the quarterback. You play zone, you're looking at the quarterback and feeling the receiver. So, to me, they're going to play a ton of zone. Now, it's not like the Patriots don't typically play zone to begin with. They do. Um, I just think we're going to see a lot more of it tonight. And then what else will go along with that? Are they going to go ahead and bring five? Because five is a better. Just look at your hand right now. Hold it up in front of your face. You have five fingers. Does that look like you could close that around your palm? Yes. As a matter of fact, it looks like you could. That's exactly what defensive coordinators are thinking as well on the field. Four is more difficult to keep that quarterback in your palm. Five? easier. Uh, we come back, back over to basketball. It's actually, this is Wolf, this is your final segment of the show because you got to get to the stadium for the football game. Tonight. Boy, how about that? So uh, the Suns, how big are these issues and how much of them are due to a lack of or at least changing of the culture this season? That's next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports, the up as we send you out the door Fight. into the community. Okay. I nailed the post once again. How beautiful is that? It's innate, ladies and gentlemen. It is. You either have it or you don't. Just admit it. Never seen anybody more proud of themselves for anything than that. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I just hit the post without even trying. Uh, Tim Ring, I believe, is coming in next. I saw Tim wandering around, so I'm assuming. Timmy. I'm assuming whenever you leave, they're going to send somebody in here with me. It doesn't look like any of those serious news people out there. They're all doing serious news things. Look at them. They're all out there like being serious. Yeah, I know. I don't know what's going on out there, but um, well, they should be talking about busy. the Suns. Yeah, they do. They look a lot busier than us. Uh, this is Monty Williams after the game yesterday, the overtime loss to the Pelicans, uh, courtesy of Dwayne Rankin. One thing that we pride ourselves on is competing and uh, soft and offensive rebound. I think we had 19. We played a Yeah. 
you know, it was it was tough. We said this on Friday, Wolf. It was tough to not view this as, you know, they're not, it's December. They're not playoff games. But New Orleans obviously had a chip on their shoulder coming into these two games. And I do think this is a team that the Suns are going to see in the playoffs. So just in the simple context of the Suns kind of got it handed to them on Friday night. How are they going to adjust and respond? Yeah. I liked how they adjusted and responded yesterday. They didn't have Devin Booker. They didn't have Cam Johnson. Yes, I get New Orleans. Was, it, New Orleans is scary if you had Brandon Ingram to that team. They didn't have those two guys either. But just in terms of the Suns lost Booker from Friday to Sunday, and I thought played a lot better on Sunday, that was at least something to to build on in terms of adjusting when you see the same team multiple times in a row. Yeah, you know, it's so weird, man, just watching the Suns play this year. Um, we all know that until this four-game slide that they've had right here, the Phoenix Suns were on top of the Western Conference. <laughs> they were on top of the Western Conference, yet they didn't look as consistent. And I think we all would agree on that. They didn't look as consistent as they did the year before. Yeah. The year before, they were they were all about defense. Here we go. And you know what? The fourth quarter was our quarter. We were going to take that thing over. And they won a lot more games. Their winning percentage was a lot better. That's that's what's tough about this year's team. Is you're right. Last year there was a very clear cut identity. If you're going to come beat us, you got to deal with this identity. If it's close late, you lose. We're going to beat you. That's if it's right. Close late, we're going to beat you up all game. We're going to yep. play great defense. We love playing with each other. And I think some of that is still there. But you're right. That's sort of like if it's close late, you're done. We're just going to win. That that the identity right now this year, Wolf seems to be. Uh, we'll see when everybody's healthy. That's not an identity. That's that's not an that's that's a, just wait and see. That's that's not an identity. Yeah. Okay. In particular, let's let's face it. We're talking about the last four games. The last four games where they gave up 130, 125, 128, and 129. Now that's an overtime. 129. So more like 117. But still, when you put that all together right there, you're talking about 125 points a game. That's what you're basically giving up. 125 points a game. When in the first 23 games of the season you gave up 107.9 mm-hmm. it, it it's and it's a situation where you're looking at it and you just know you feel it if you watch it the Suns had the ability to say you know okay that's it we're locking it down we're locking it down did it work every time last year no it did not but the vast majority of times especially in the regular season the Suns would just rely on their defense shut it down and you'd be done they'd win the game um you know i honestly i thought they were ready to play this game the second game yesterday and the reason being is because of a dunk by zion the fact they lost the game to begin with and then of course zion with his slam dunk his show dunk to end the game on friday night i thought okay let's see how they come out and respond in that first quarter and they won the first quarter yeah, they did and the dario Saric move was was it was an interesting move to put him out there and just they they found a way to attack. They responded. Yeah, and they, and they responded and they adjusted. Like they tried something new and they threw something at New Orleans that worked for a half. And I don't know that you could do it all season, but could you do it in a seven game series? Because again, I think you're going to see New Orleans in the seven game series. <sighs> you're probably right about that, but again, I, I the, what is the difference? I'm trying to put my thumb, my finger. I'm trying to put uh, put it on the difference 
of this year's Suns team as opposed to last year. And last year, it just, the culture was so natural. It was so, this is us. It was so in your face. It's almost like this year, they're trying to replicate last year. I wonder that's, how- that's the best way for me to say this is why it feels different. It's like they're trying to replicate what they did last year when last year was just so authentic. I wonder how much of it's going to change in the second half of the season. I'm not guaranteeing it will, but but let's let's be real here. You don't have Jay Crowder and you got nothing for him. You will. I get that. But right now, you just have a void where Jay Crowder was. It's not like, well, you know, we, we moved on from Jay Crowder, but, uh, you know, we got we got this piece back, and then we got Cam. Well, you don't have Cam playing either. So you don't have the guy that was supposed to replace Jay Crowder. You don't have anything you got for Jay Crowder, and you don't have Jay Crowder. Yeah, I'm not making an excuse you. against New Orleans. I'm just saying Jay, in general. Jay, Jay. <laughs> just, but, but let's also be real. At this point now, okay, like the game, let's say on Friday, you had Chris Paul, you had Devin Booker, you had DeAndre Ayton, you had Mikel Bridges. Cam Johnson, I like Cam Johnson. Mm. It's not like he's Marcus Smart that was going to come in and all of a sudden shut New Orleans down. So the whole like, well, wait till we're healthy, I'm not sure how much that applies on defense right now. Yeah, you know, once again, it, it has the feeling of, okay, well, we're going to try to replicate what we did last year. We're going to try to do that when last year was just who we are. This is who we are. And it was so in-your-face obvious. Um, this is how we do it. And, and here we go. This was it, right, Jay? This is how we do it. <laughs> if you're going to play for the Phoenix Suns, get ready for this. You're going to be tough. You're going to play hard. And you're going to play defense. That's what you're going to do if you're going to play for this team. And... It was real and it was authentic. It was you got the feeling last year they weren't even trying to do that. That's just who they were. It's funny you say that you think they're trying to replicate last year because I do think defensively, yeah. I mean that that's that's a staple for Monty Williams. He wants that defense, but I feel like almost in some ways they're trying not to replicate last year and that they're just no. there seems to be this like let's get through the season. Let's 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 develop this over let's get campaign going. Let's get Cam Johnson going. Just to almost trying and, and I that's why I wonder if it's going to change in the second half of the season when they're like, "All right, it's it's time to to lock in now." See this is this is a great question right here because honestly it's not the what it's the how they they want the what they want to replicate what they did last year and they want it to be natural but how are you going to do that because we've seen them with their substitution patterns right now Mm -hmm. Monty's trying to create something different hey if Chris Paul goes down we can't all be so hyper dependent on Chris Paul that if he goes down we're done that's it it's over. We got to find different ways of winning. In other words, the how. We got to play different people. I think he's still looking for the same vibe they had last year. How could you not same be? vibe? Get it a different way. Different if way. If you if you're going to win 64 games with with guys off the bench that are unproven doing it, that's great. Yes. Yeah, I, I, hear, I hear what you're saying, um, but. I think what's especially frustrating for Suns fans right now is coming into the season, the question was depth. And now you're seeing depth be an issue. And so, again, are they going to make a trade? Are they going to deal Jay Crowder? Yeah, they obviously are. Are they going to, like, how big does the move have to be? That's the question I have after this last week, Wolf. Not not like, oh, the Suns are in trouble. You got to make a. But if you're going to beat New Orleans or Boston no. in a playoff series, is it just simply, oh, we're going to add a guy for Jay? Like, kind of a, you know, nice. 
sixth man or something. Do you need to add like a scorer? Do you need do you need a bigger addition to this team? Jay, what did you do? Boy, DM me. That's my will other you, Jay? question. Yeah. <laughs> Just go ahead and DM me, please, Jay. I, I won't tell anyone. Yeah. I promise Just you. DM what, Wolf. What did you do, man? Uh, do you have any final thoughts here? You've got about like 20 seconds before you get out the door to this garden. No, I don't. Um, they got to protect Kyler Murray tonight. That's job number one. They have to protect him. They got to keep him in a balanced offense. They got to use the quick game. They got to take shots down the field, plan shots down the field. They have to run the ball. They have to keep him in a balanced offense. That's number one. One, they have to shut down Ramondre Stevenson. They have to, I don't care, jam up the box, man. Go ahead, go single on the outside, jam it up. Don't let Ramondre Stevenson run over you. They got to tackle, they got to jam up the box. That's number two. Number three, takeaways, man. I'm sorry. You got to take the ball away. They got to win the turnover battle. They do those three things. They have a shot of winning the when game. When you say takeaways, I just I feel like you're talking directly to Isaiah Simmons. That's that's who I the first thought of like okay who's going to take the ball? Well, Isaiah Simmons will probably time. take the ball away. All right, uh, coming up next, we're going to take you through all the latest stories in sports with Wolf and Down Your Lunch. I believe Tim Ring's coming in for Wolf. Timmy. He's out there. He's out there staring in here. So I would assume that means he's <laughs> on the air next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.